Hello, friends. Grab a chair, grab your drink. You are listening to the Close Friends podcast, where we hit record on our in real life conversations about surviving, thriving, and diving headfirst into life as millennials, trying to be successful, but also trying to just have a fucking good time. As always, I am joined by my host, Sarah. It's mid mid gulp of my Prosecco then. Sorry. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And Lucy. Hi. And we are back for an episode today about body image and all things concerning. I want to interject before we carry on with this um, with one of our wonderful close friends of the week. Yes. Uh, this week, I want to say a big thank you to Ags01. The title is Amazing Podcast, but dot 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 so brace yourselves and the rest of it is absolutely love this podcast and love the chat you girls have would definitely recommend to a friend even if my internet browser did just in capital letters block me for suspicious activity based on the thing you suggested looking up on urban dictionary screwdriver thing nine is that episode nine porn um, anyway, worth having a look into that uh, in your own time, probably not on your work laptop. And the review wraps up with keep on doing your thing and hopefully we can break down the taboos around these topics. Thank you very much. It was a five star in the end. Took us on a roller coaster, but we love you. We appreciate oh, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Ags01. Yes. Okay, so this week's episode is going to be I don't know if it's going to be a bit of a heavy one. It's something which I think has been weighing on a lot of people's minds lately in the pandemic. Um, but I just want to preface it. We are going to be talking about body image. Um, and some of the stuff we cover today might be a little bit triggering. Um, so I just want to kind of preface it by saying that just in case talk on disordered eating habits, um, personal feelings, um, I don't know, anything that feels a little bit too much for you right now. We just want to let you know that this might be the episode to save for another day if you are feeling a bit rubbish about your body image. But the goal of this episode, though, is to hopefully make everyone feel a little bit better, a little bit more understood, knowing that you're not alone, and to hopefully like contextualize some of the stupid, irrational thoughts that a lot of us are kind of forced to have and feelings towards our bodies. So, yeah. I feel like we should start the episode by talking a little bit about our own personal journeys with our body image. Um, Tara, you've had quite an interesting one. Do you want to go first? Okay, so where do we start with this? About seven years ago, I was in a very toxic relationship with my fitness pal. Um, and lol, I got an email from them the other week saying that like someone had followed me on my fitness pal. And I was like, oh, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but that lasted a while. Um, I got into going to the gym because I just really enjoyed lifting weights and stuff, which which was the healthy part of the relationship that I had with my body and my training and stuff. But the problem was at that time with the culture around going to the gym and being really good at lifting weights was that all of the eating faff came with it where you were so much was forced down your throat of like if you want to have the best results you need to eat like this you need to do this you need to do that and it basically sent me to a place where I didn't want to go on holiday because I couldn't bring my scales and I didn't want to go out to eat and I didn't go out to eat I'd cancel on everybody that invited me out to eat I didn't drink through uni for three years mm. 
mm-hmm. was just, I look back on it and it was just completely insane what I was doing. I mean, I did learn a lot from that time of my life, but um, yeah, it wasn't healthy at all. Um, and then what happened was that when I stopped taking any hormonal birth control, which weirdly I do think has a place in this conversation, but um, that, and I also kind of got myself out of, of that place that I was in at that time, I started just eating normally again. And it was very interesting. Well, it's not, not that interesting. I guess it's pretty standard that when I was focusing so much on what I was eating and I was weighing everything I was always hungry all the time and all I could think Mm. about was food obviously because I was so focused on what what was happening with my food and my intake and I was obviously in a massive calorie deficit and just constantly hungry but as soon as I started eating normally again um I got to this place where I wasn't thinking about food all the time and I was actually eating less and eating better because I'd put taken the pressure off myself so Mm. it was long (laughs) it's long and convoluted um and now I'm I'm pretty comfortable with my eating habits and my training habits but body image fluctuates essentially and we can go into that in a bit more detail afterwards what about you Sarah yeah it's it's so interesting what you say because um the two are so sort of tightly linked in my own personal and limited experience um all of my weirdness around eating which I'll go through in a second really stem that they're driven by body image and body image um worries and anxieties around that so my I guess like if you take it back to being a child I guess I was like this skinny kid great um I started noticing now I look back I started noticing weirdness around body image and around how I thought about my own body from probably the age of like seven eight nine and this is probably because us three were kind of growing up in the I would call it a very toxic media culture of the 90s where women in particular were pushed to look a certain way and that was very skinny at the time. Um, and I remember thinking, you know, when I am older, so like in a, in a few years when I can fit into um, adult size clothing, I want to be a size zero and I never want to go above that. And now I look back and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but um, for me, that was kind of like the, the goal. And I just I just never really grew out of that, if I'm completely honest. Um, so started noticing all that weirdness. I think when I was like 16, 17, 18, I was going out um, to clubs, feeling pretty confident about myself. Like I'd wear like basically nothing, you know what it's like at that age. Um, mm-hmm. Not spending so much time fixated on my body but always very conscious of it um and thinking about you know it's like I don't know if this will resonate with both of you but stuff like me and my friends might be like oh yeah we're going out tonight so we're just not going to eat dinner because like you want to look a bit more skinny mm-hmm. and note the word skinny it's not like attractive it's not like sexy it's skinny mm-hmm. um so take that through to uni you've got that kind of toxic strange uh, expectation about your own body combined with extreme pressure and stress and that becomes basically a manifestation in terms of uh, disordered eating um and I really struggled for my last couple of years in uni um unable to find that balance that Tara talked about in terms of you know always being hungry and then overeating and then feeling really shit and getting into like binge and restrict cycles um and that was you know I guess that that's really sort of proliferated throughout my whole life um up until now uh Mm. I don't know if uh, we're not here to talk about eating disorders but I don't know um what the journey looks like to coming through disordered eating and um body image ups and downs because I'm not at the other end of it but um 
yeah. So I'm trying to think about how to summarize all of this, I guess, to, to bring it to lockdown, because lockdown has been a really tough time for lots of people in this respect, because we went into it looking one way. And, and let's be honest, lots of us have come out of it as different people in a lot of ways. And maybe we look a bit different as well, or we feel a bit different. Um, but I guess on on my side, you know, the the lack of other things to focus on means that food and body can come back to the f- foreground in a way that's potentially yeah. unhealthy so um i'm really mixed and i think it's really complex and yeah loads to unpack there so have a field day i think though sarah like it's like a never it's an ongoing thing that you have to work out because the reason why we feel this way is because of pressures from society on different levels, different angles. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't go away. You don't just like fix yourself. Those pressures, albeit they have improved or they not so much improved, but they like manifest themselves in different ways. For example, moving from the skinny trend to the strong trend, but that's still a thin body, right? They're all still yeah. thin bodies. So we're still idolizing this thin body. And I also want to say as well, you know, all three of us, we are thin women and we have thin privilege. And, you know, I think it's important that obviously we all want to acknowledge that, but we also still think it's important to talk about these things because no one is Mm. immune to feeling a certain way about their body. And that's the extent that we've gone to now. That's the extent that society's at right now, because, you know, everyone in any kind of body feels a certain way. Um, And obviously we, we can talk about the difference between weight stigma and just like body shaming later on but I think my mm-hmm. my journey is quite similar to you Sarah in that you know I grew up and even at the time when I was a teenager I didn't even identify as having bad body image because feeling yeah. bad about my body was so normal that I don't even mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't even feel like it was a problem I was just like oh I'm supposed to just feel insecure about my legs and my thighs and whatever um and I remember this time at uni actually I lived with um, three guys in halls the first time I was like there my first year. And I remember them pulling up some girls from like um, the halls, same halls as us, the same block. And one of them was like, ah, she's got such a, um, I'm not sure, he said, I'm not sure about her face, but she's got a banging body. So I would. And like, that's the first time I'd ever like had Mm. been around a guy talking about how important the body was more so than the face or the hair or, you know, that kind of stuff. And that was the first time for me where I was like, oh my God, the body is so important. And I, I think I even asked him and was like, oh, is that more important than the face? And he was like, yes. And that was the first time I was like, oh my God. And then uni, what are you going to say, Saz? you've literally you've literally just like <laughs> this has brought back so many memories for me there used to be a acronym like a an insult that went round about women yeah. um in yes. our like extended school circle that was bob fuck body off baywatch face off crime watch that was at uni i can't Horrendous. I, I used yeah. to fucking laugh about and now i'm like wow we talked about 16 year old girls in that way Horrific. sorry but anyway slight slight interjection butterface we had a slightly different yeah butterface yeah. butterface oh. she's she's fit she's like she's hot but her face isn't that was the the the, mm. the vibe of this awful awful so bad but like, but the, these things were normal right and at uni it was normal yeah. and then you know i think the first time i my first 
like pushed to really get into fitness was when I was a, a pre-drinks and it was in my, it's actually my third year by this point and I was a fresher at lol. Um, and I was drinking with my freshers and one of them was like, look, I bent over to get something and one of them was like, has anyone got a cellulitis? Like asking for a lighter, but obviously just mocking my, because my legs, I was bending over to get something and there was like, I think there was four of them behind me. Um, there was a big room of people still. Um, and I just remember being, I cried. I actually, I locked myself in yeah. this t- small, tiny, like airport style bathroom in someone's room and just cried. And I said to him in my head, I was like, I am going to get in the best shape I've ever been in because of this fucking little boy called Pat. Um, and I, and that was my motivation to train. And that was actually the thing that propelled me depressingly into the fitness industry. It's probably yeah. the reason why I do what I do today because of this guy. I mean, in some ways, thank fuck he did. But a large part of my fitness journey, which was like mostly like the year after uni where I really got into the kind of obsessive territory. Um, that was when I was kind of deep in diet culture, but it wasn't so much like classic diet culture of like you know low carb all that shit i was already kind of doing that in my late teens to early 20s but not as hardcore then it was like the calorie tracking like utah of my fitness pal obsessing over carbohydrates um drinking pre-workout literally every single day training mm-hmm. six days a week oh, yeah. um with my boyfriend and he'd wear a string of vest and like we'd be in the gym <laughs> and we'd be like going to like body power expert and like no shade on all that stuff like i genuinely at the time fucking loved it but yeah yeah and then anyway to kind of summarize it all um started posting instagram content was spouting a lot of problematic shit assuming that everyone wants to lose weight as well um and yeah and then slowly unpicked it thank god and thankfully i'm in a much better place and that's made me the work i do now has really like given me security in my own body and talking less helping other people give less fucks about their body makes me give way less fucks about my body and it's just such a nice balance between the two um but yeah it's you could talk for days about this shit couldn't you yeah i know right it's funny because i'm such a a big advocate for like you know trying to make people happier in their bodies as well but um like I almost feel like a little bit of a hypocrite sometimes because I know that and I, I mean this is my question to you guys actually can you ever be 100% happy in your body do you think I, f- I feel like I keep seeing all these people on Instagram who are like yeah I 100% love myself and I'm like you know I think 99 is probably possible this is my opinion like it's just my opinion yeah. 99% is probably possible but is 100% actually genuinely doable the the thing we have to say right at the start of all of this is it is so much easier to hashtag love yourself 100 if your body you know generally fits into those societal norms and expectations around what beautiful is it is so fucking much easier i'm not going to sit here and pretend that i don't know you know that i know what it's like on the other end of that scale but um i can't answer that because i don't know and like i've already said i'm not there i think it looks like from the echo chamber of social media, people are getting there. Um, And we can talk a little bit about the body positivity movement and the body neutrality movement as well. It looks like people are getting there. Um, But are are they they actually getting there? Is everyone actually getting there? Or is it it for show? Is it other different motivations? I have no idea. I'm completely out of my depth on this one. I think the point of it is, at least for me, bad body image days looked different at different points in my life for Mm. me a bad body image day would just generally be a bad day where 
I'm kind of, it's such a weird question for me because I, I genuinely don't really view my body in any kind of way. I don't, I'm not one of those people that's like, I fucking love my body. I'm just a bit like, nah. And I think that is the practice of thinking less about my body, the practice of um, not letting it affect my day. I almost feel like I just... I don't know how to describe it. I guess it is body neutrality. It's, it's um, like just accepting your body rather than actively yeah. loving your body. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is fe- more feasible than actively like, you know, I feel like I love a lot of my body, but I accept the rest of it now. And yeah. I kind of have stopped fighting so hard to love every single part of my body yeah. because I'm just lying to myself at the end of the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, <laughs> just, you know what? Yeah. Do you know what's really interesting? I can't think of a better analogy, but I'm just thinking about like my, my hand, right? So I don't give a lot of thought to my hand. I know it's part of my body, but just forget that for now. I don't, you know, it does its job and, you know, I, I, I want it to be safe and well and I want to look after it, but I don't give it a lot of thought. I wouldn't mm. call myself like hand hand positive. I definitely refer to myself as more on the hand neutral scale. Like I want to look after it, but I'm not going to give it every thought of every day. I'm not going to change my behaviors to... I don't know, like to, to fixate on it in any way. And I guess you could you could almost think of body positivity in that sort of frame. Um, mm. But then the, the interesting thing with this is that there's also a health element to it. There's a health yeah. element to it that gets brought up in every fucking discussion about anything to do with body positivity, which ultimately becomes body shaming with the label of, but health. No one gives a fuck about someone else's health if they did they would be slapping cigarettes out of people's hands in the street they'll be knocking people's fucking wine glasses out there like no one gives a fuck they only give a fuck when it's someone in a bigger body and like yes (laughs) it is and it's it's, i mean sarah you were mentioning earlier before recording about the cosmo cover and did we touch on it in an episode before i can't remember no we didn't we haven't did so uh, basically for context, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you listening will probably have seen it, but Cosmo launched a amazing campaign. I think it was in January, which was This Is Health. And it showed women in all different kinds of bodies. And it was just phenomenal. And it was uh, lots of personal trainers and people who think that they deserve to have a platform saying really shitty stuff started piping up um, and just basically discredited the whole thing because they felt deeply uncomfortable that someone in a bigger body could achieve health. And yeah, it just became a whole show of just like people being like, yeah, but that's so unhealthy. It's like, you don't actually give a fuck. Yeah. I'm going to say something controversial, but most PTs actually benefit from the fact that we all have these body image insecurities. I think you'd be very lucky to find a PT that would actually agree with the stuff that we're saying um or you know whether it's conscious or subconscious you know because they have built their career on people wanting to lose weight which is actually really fucked up if you think about it it's bad yeah you're both pts right so you and you're on the right side of this in my opinion my biased opinion (laughs) you're on the right side of this which is not to be um basically body shaming people and then labeling it as some sort of heroic act of society, you know, being Mm. like, oh, I know what health is and you don't. Um, Mm. Like, you know, is that really a good, I don't know, is that that really a good enough excuse? Specifically the thing with the Cosmo cover, 
um, which basically represented, uh, yeah, a bunch of women who are all fucking amazing and have worked so hard, so hard to get to where they got to. And they've done so much education. They have carried us all along the way for free. They've carried us all on the journeys. You know, they have their own platforms. They've been working so hard. But the thing that people, you know, people just, just immediately look past all of that and they just saw the word health. This is healthy, I think, was the uh, headline that was on the, the front cover. Um, and they fixated onto that. So <laughs> where is where is this? What is, I don't know what the question is. The, the disconnect. The, the disconnect is because um, we associate thinness as, as healthier, as better in every aspect. So what we need to do now, though, like with all the research with health at every size, people think... People hear the phrase health at every size and they think that it's saying absolutely everyone is healthy at every size, regardless of any kind of factor. But the thing with health at every size is health can be achieved um, in different bodies, different sizes. And it's not the only factor that contributes towards health. It's saying that it's not just about weight. It's about many, many, many different things. And we need to change our perspective on health, which is why I was like, fair play to Cosmo for putting themselves on the line there and doing that because it needed to be done Um, and all like the models in it I hope they got fucking therapy after that because it was awful yeah (sighs) well like the other way to look at the the fucking health police coming down on this is that it's never actually about you know general health it's always specifically obesity and it's you know obesity kills and and you know i have no doubt i've seen the statistics obesity is a problem in the uk and in in, in the world in many countries but um the there's there's something I can't quite get to the bottom of it, but there is something really uncomfortable about the way it's used as a facade for basically saying, I don't like looking at this body. Yeah. I don't want to see it. I like, I want to see it. And this, you know, if, to bring this on to like the, the Gymshark, um, I guess the Gymshark yeah. social media strategy over the last few years has changed yeah. away from your typical ripped um, athlete and towards people a much more inclusive look at body image and the comment section makes you want to fucking scream into a pillow the comment section yeah. you've got half the people who have come from you know these amazing um people's and models platforms and you've got people who are just very progressive that's amazing but you've got the other half the people who are like eh, eh, this is not aspirational go back to go back to the six packs and you just fuck you just think why do we why do we even bother? There's people who even they go further than that. They're like, this is dangerous what you're putting up here. Like, why yeah. are you telling people this is okay? This is disgusting. Like, well, it's just it's really sad. I feel really and yeah, there's I mean, you know, we could talk forever about the kind of disconnect between people typing away on these on these platforms yeah, to true. like, you know, but it's it's just it's just horrible that people actually think like that. Like it's almost like they would rather die than be in a bigger body. And that's just, mm-hmm. it's just, ugh. But that's where we're at. Cause it's so funny that the people that are writing those comments, they are like, they are the victim, not the, mm. I mean, the person's obviously the fucking victim to awful social media trolling, but also the person writing that stuff is deeply troubled and deeply affected. Insecure. And that's not, that's not to excuse their behavior. Like yeah. that's not okay. But I just kind of look at these people and I'm like, can you not see that you are troubled? You are deflecting, you are yeah. projecting your own shit. Um, but that's, again, that's how, that's how fucked up all this, sh- this shit. So that's how messed it up is. Um, 
Do you guys think though, I mean, obviously this body image ties into weight loss and it's all kind of mixed in together. Do you think that you can work on weight loss as a goal whilst also maintaining a positive body image? Yeah, I do. I think you've got to be doing it for the right reasons. And I think if you embark on a weight loss journey, you've got to really check yourself and figure out why you're doing it and ask why on every single answer that you give like a million times until you really get to the bottom of this is because it's really for me or this is because somebody made a horrible joke or because my family think I'm eating too much cake or like Mm -hmm. that. In my opinion, I don't think that we should just separate the two and say, no, you cannot be you know you cannot be doing this for the right reason because I do I do think you can I also think that you know like I, I don't want to say this a million times I know we're going to say this but we don't know what the experiences of people in bigger bodies are so I want to be really yeah. you know I would never ever think that somebody in a bigger body that is you know that is shunned by society for being in that bigger body I couldn't I couldn't ever like no I I, I think I think it is possible but I think it requires a lot of inner work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm probably, I mean, not probably definitely, but I used to, I think when I was unpicking diet culture, I used to be like, weight loss is bad. And, you know, sometimes I hold my hands up and that I, you know, I used to be like, no, all weight loss is bad. We should all just accept the way we are, but like do what the fuck you want with your body, please. Like, you know, just because- just because there's issues within society doesn't mean that you're a bad person if you want to like yeah. you know go with it whatever makes you feel happy and i think now i'm very much as much as like knobs or whatever is not it's not weight loss focused because i i choose to not focus my business on that it doesn't interest me i don't want to mm-hmm. focus on that if someone wants to lose weight do your thing like do your thing but you're right tara yeah. in that like if you are feeling like you want to lose weight or whatever I do think it's important that you do that self-check and you might get to the bottom of it and be like you know what no I just really want to lose weight like fair play do your thing but I would always like say if you are obviously steer clear of like fucking fad diets and bullshit teas and shakes and all that stuff yeah I just I struggle sometimes engaging in this type of conversation I struggle because my my experience is just so narrow it's so narrow um but for me I'm like you know whatever you want to do with your body it it is your choice um you probably want to aim to be healthy okay it's your choice but you probably want to aim to be healthy or the healthiest you can be to have the longest and happiest life you can and that looks different for different people and that's not associated with a weight I think that's the key thing here. We are this conflating. We're conflating the idea of weight and health. And admittedly, I've said this 40 times already. I know obesity is a problem, but it doesn't mean that, that thinner people are healthier all the time. No, I mean, we don't look as we don't, we're, we're brainwashed to think that our weight is, is completely a hundred percent synonymous with our health. Right. When actually like yeah. there's so much else to think about with, and 
the more I think about this, and this is this is this is a personal thing, right? Whenever I kind of say to myself, oh, you know, maybe I want to lose some weight, which happens every now and then. It happens much less now because I've kind of conditioned myself out of it. I then have a word with myself and I say, well, if I do that, I'm going to give up some of the stuff that I love. And actually that's not good for my mental health. And I think that we don't see health as like a, a, a holistic thing. We have to consider our mental health. We have to consider our physical health. We have to consider our emotional health. We have to consider everything that, that we've got. And we need to do the best with all that information that we have that's best for us. And so it's a very personal thing. And I know that personally, whenever I'm I'm thinking, I'm, you know, poking at myself, which is usually three days before my period when I feel like I'm fat, which just happens once a month, every month. Um, I sit myself down and I give myself this chat. It's the same chat. <laughs> and yeah. then I realize that I'm being stupid, even though the, you know, the pandemic has, has put some kilos on me and I'm still battling that because I thought, okay, this is, this is good. Right. So when I came out of my, my phase of being at the gym all the time and eating to the dot of, of the gram and the whatever, I, then went through a little phase where I stopped doing that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm happy with my body. And I realized like a few years afterwards that the only reason I was happy with my body is because I got my body to the stage where I was happy with it. I yeah. hadn't actually changed my mindset. I had just changed my body mm -hmm. to make mm -hmm. it look the way I wanted it to look. And that's not progress yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, now when my body has changed and my body is now slightly bigger, God, it's, you know, it's nowhere near it. Like it, it's not, it's not even big. It's just in my head. I'm now going through again this same journey of trying to get myself to accept my body in this stage. And it's much easier now. I do like kudos to myself and I'm really proud of myself that this journey hasn't been as difficult as it could have been because I yeah. am really but because of that training that I've had in my head that says, Tara, don't give up your life again because it's not fucking worth it, which is mm. nice. <laughs> Good, pat on the back, Tara. Pat Shelley yeah. patting on the back. That's, that's, <laughs> I love how honest that is because, I, again, it's like you don't just want to sit here and be like, I am fully healed. I am so unaffected, you know? I think like- you never are. The, the key really is, because as much as you can listen to fucking three women on a podcast say, you're more than a body, your weight is not your worth, you don't need to lose weight. Like all of that stuff doesn't really hit until you actually understand what your value is yeah. and how that impacts your life on like a practical level. Um, I use an example with me, which helped me hugely was when I was trying to be a fitness blogger. Um, that was when my peak of tracking calories, trying to lose weight, trying to have this Instagram body. Um, the moment I pivoted away from that and actually stopped posting pictures of my body and kind of, it's more just fucking infographics. That was actually the beginning of me being able to be like, right, because in my job, I was no longer making my body my worth in my career. Mm. So I would say, and this doesn't have to run into job stuff but it could be relationship stuff it could be your friendships and what's so stupid is like anyone that is in a healthy relationship anyone that has healthy friendships you know your weight is not a defining factor of that relationship anyone in a healthy relationship you know that but it's just the opposite of what we get told so like sit yourself down and be like 
where am I putting my body as the most important thing? And identify where that is. Maybe you're with a partner who is making you feel like a piece of shit about your body. Yeah. And, and actually, okay, highlight that and reassess that, you know, because what I think happens a lot is people land themselves with partners who have their own shit and they can project that onto you. Yeah. Um, so you have to set those boundaries with people like that. And ultimately, if they cross those boundaries, in my opinion, fucking dump them. Red flag. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so I had experience, actually looking back, I had experience with a partner who he was pretty, ob- not obsessive about weight, but like it would always come up in that sort of traditional way, the way you sort of think of like your parents or your grandparents talking about it in our generation, you know, like, oh, they've got to lose weight and like, oh, they could, you know, they pop- popped on a few pounds, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, So he was very much in that, st- still in that sort of um way of thinking. And he, so he would never direct any of that at me, but I think that's because I looked how I did. However, when it came to talking about people in the media or even people in our extended friend network who were a little bit bigger, it it was like, you know, it's so straightforward. All you have to do is just like not eat. Like you go on, I'm a celebrity. Like look at these people who go on, I'm a celebrity and they just don't eat for two weeks. Like, and they lose weight. Like it's not that hard. And I just remember like, I was really uneducated at the time. I didn't know how to express myself as an eloquent woman. And I was kind of like, that feels really wrong, but I don't know why. And because I look how I do yeah. maybe, but I was like, but, you know, like, how do I speak up? How do I how do I speak up when I look like this? And Lucy, this is something that you talk about a lot is the idea of being an ally and the fact that you look a certain way and you preach a certain thing despite not, you know, firsthand relating to the experiences of people yeah. in bigger bodies. Yeah, it's such a, like, it's still like a tricky road to navigate. And like, to be honest, I said this in the podcast like a couple of episodes ago, someone will look at my message with knobs and I know full well it'll be patronizing as fuck to some people. Like a thin woman being like, let's not focus on weight. I understand that. And, you know, if people aren't ready to listen to a message from me like that, then that's actually fine. Um, But Mm -hmm. I do think, what is the other option? So I do think if we are gonna change the narrative here, We also, as much as we um, need to elevate voices in bigger bodies, 100%, that should be the focus. We do still need people in thin bodies like talking about this shit as well, because unfortunately, especially in the fitness industry, we are more, more often than not the voices which are heard. So I think that's really important. But equally, like... I used to fucking roll my eyes at people that would be like, you know, but then, you know, there's so many different kinds of people trying to do the body image stuff, you know, people pulling up skin rolls saying, you know, oh, I've gained so much weight. Like I'm trying to be relatable. And it's so hard to to navigate that space because on the mm-hmm. one hand, I'm like, some people are literally saying this is the most relatable content to people who look like that person. That is like yeah. game changing content for them. So can you really critique it? But what happens when the mm-hmm. whole body confidence space is filled with those bodies we're further silencing people who need it the most um so yeah, yeah it's it's fucked uh, <laughs> two things to say about this is that a privilege is okay and made better when you use your privilege to help and and project the voices of people yes. who are less privileged so there is a way in my opinion my privileged set and also like yeah, I don't know. We, we as white thin women are both oppressed and also oppressors 
Therefore, we are mm-hmm. in this pretty yep. unique position where we, we, we have both sides. Therefore, we can use our privilege that we have to help, I think. And I think, Lucy, you do that incredibly well. And I mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, obviously not everyone is going to vibe with that, but not everyone is going to vibe with anything. So um, that's the one. That's the one thing I wanted to say. And then the next thing I want to say, which I think is really important when it comes to this body image topic is that there's two there's two things here there's a the fact that thin people are more accepted in society and bigger people aren't but then b there are there's a billion billions of dollars in this industry that makes us feel insecure about our bodies on purpose and it doesn't matter what body you are in we all feel that pressure by this industry that's making money off of our insecurities and you know whether or not everybody sees that like that is always there it doesn't matter what body you're in you can be in the in the body that you think someone else is in this body that you think is perfect right and they will still have all of those insecurities because they are literally force-fed down our throats through the media through tv through like everything everything like i mean how many times has it happened to you that you've told somebody how amazing they look and they're literally just like oh no i feel gross it's so bad at like, that, aren't we? it's we just the so story of our lives isn't mm. it but we all feel we all feel this you know whether that's just you know us deflecting stuff like whatever but like we all still feel this pressure from the diet culture industry shite my question to you both is is there a thing or is has there been one particular thing that helps you overcome your body image wobbles if and when you have them? Yeah, I think um, everything for me comes back to my wonderful therapist. <laughs> one of the things that she, um, one of the first things she taught me to do was um, ask myself if I'd speak to a friend in the way I'm speaking to myself. So when I look in the mirror and I see the way I look and, you know, there is an element of body dysmorphia in that as well. But when I, when I see the way I look and the things I say to myself are not very nice, I'm sure lots of people listening can relate to that. Um, and then, you know, so my therapist is like, would you ever say those things to a friend? And I don't mean in terms of, you know, being polite. I mean, would you ever say that if your friend was like, honestly, how do I look? Would you ever honestly say you're disgusting? Like, look at how you've changed since last week. Like, you should be ashamed and get on the scales right now. And I was like, of course I wouldn't. Like, I'm a nice person. She's like, well, why aren't you a nice person to yourself? Like, you're really, you're the most important person in your life. And that's really helped me. Um, Because it's true, because it also helps you put things in perspective. Like, the, the really strong words I just use, like, disgusting and ashamed. It's like, let's get some perspective on that. Is it really disgusting? No, like, yes, you might feel a bit uncomfortable. Maybe there has been a change since last week when you last poked and analysed yourself. But is it really worthy of that level of description? And, and the answer is probably not. Um, so, you know, it's easy to say be nice to yourself, but also get that get that perspective and think about how you would talk to someone else in that situation. So that's really helped me. Lucy, what about you? I would say, I love that, by the way, like that's like mm, so key. I think one thing I love is if you sit down and think about, the three people in your life who, you know, those people you meet where you're like, I love just being around them. Their energy is like magnetic. They light up any kind of social situation and you just want to be like next to them all the time because you're obsessed with their energy. Uh, How much of that is about their weight, the number (laughs) on the scale, the dress size they're in? How much of that is about that stuff? 
And you'll sit back and be like, oh shit. And also, sorry to be morbid, but we're all going to fucking die one day. So mm-hmm. are you really going to, are you really going to spend? And I know, I fucking hate saying this shit. We've acknowledged our privilege and I think we've, we've done that here, but I just, are you really going to spend all of your moments on this live caring about your dress size or caring about the number on the scale when the most important thing about you are all those other amazing things that, that aren't about the body you're in, the energy you bring, the people that want to be around you, like that's so valuable. So I think it's like, yes. this is that meme where it's like, um, someone made a meme of like a tombstone and it was like, for example, Lucy, size whatever, weighed this much on the tombstone. <laughs> and it's like, I saw it and I was like, yes. Of course, because it doesn't yes. fucking matter. We need to, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think we we should all live more like dogs. So I was walking my dog, shout out Archie. I was walking my dog a few weeks ago and my dog is friendly as fuck. So he goes up to every other dog <laughs> ever and they just vibe. And like dogs get together in these little groups when you're in the field, they all go and like sniff at each other and they don't give a shit. There was one dog who had one eye and three legs, cute as fuck. And they don't, they don't give a shit. They're like, what energy are you bringing? You know, they're not thinking it <laughs> yeah. so eloquently, but they're like, you know, you seem like a cool dog. You smell cool. That. Let's hang, you know, but they're not, they're not bothered. They haven't got ableism. They haven't got, they've definitely not got racism. You know, it's not like my spaniels going over to the dash and like, oh no, sorry, this isn't <laughs> going to work. And they, they've, they, but they, they don't have any sort of discrimination based on how they look. I mean, maybe there's some like weird animal thing where it's like, Darwinistic survival of the fittest. I don't know, but they, they don't. Why, like humans as a, as a civilization, have got to a level of intelligence where we can handle this sort of this sort of societal web of intricacies. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, and it doesn't that. actually serve. Analogy. It doesn't actually serve any purpose. Yeah. It does not serve any purpose. Yeah, you know, let's all live more like dogs. I love, it. <laughs> I love that. I mean, look. I don't know if anyone will vibe with this, but I'm the rebel. I have always been a rebel. So as soon as I get in my head that someone is out to get me, AKA a massive industry that's trying to make me feel like shit, the way I rebel is I'm like, you will not make me feel like shit. Fuck you. You know what? (laughs) Get fucked. I'm going to fucking show you and I'm just going to be my whole 100% self and you can fuck off. So that's A. (laughs) That's what I do on like a daily basis is remember (laughs) to like fucking just say fuck you. That was a lot of fucks in two sentences. Wow, Tara, you've like outdone yourself. (laughs) Um, The the second thing I do, which is weird because I guess I'm like a bit of an exhibitionist, but um, every time I feel a bit weird about myself um or like no okay no let's let's phrase this differently um and i'll use like an example okay it's like the end of lockdown we've been not moving for a year and we went to do this shoot um and i was like i'm just gonna put my underwear on take some photos um and they're gonna come back and i'm gonna love them and that's it like I literally said to myself in my head like I know that I'm in a slightly bigger body than I was a year ago but I'm going to do this anyway because that's how that's that's me like being confident if I can be confident in front of a camera and like yes. not you know just not care then 
you know, I can prove to myself, it's almost like a challenge in myself. It's like, if I can do this, then what the fuck am I even worried about? Like, yeah. this is just me. I'm just going to show up as myself and I'm going to do this. And it's a massive, it's, it's like, a, it's a big deal, you know, like, but it's almost as if that big deal, if you can do it and if you can push past those insecurities and that weirdness, like it's gone, it just evaporates. Like I did it. I'm great. The photos are great. Sweet. Because like, you and you've decided, yeah, yeah. Because it's my decision. I'm like taking your back mind. control. Yeah, it's and your said mind. that I'm fit. Like fuck yeah. you. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's so funny because you can like listen to you know me as your friend listening to that. I'm like you're fucking hot like all the time and <laughs> but like this is also if anyone's listening like i'm having watched tara's poll videos and being like she's fucking phenomenal but like just listening to tara say that i think that just demonstrates that like everyone has these mm. issues but and also all the more yeah. reason to not idolize these people with certain bodies that maybe you're trying to achieve or trying to aim for because ultimately you can still get achieve your dream body but you're still gonna probably have body image shit. So, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. At what cost? The at question what is fucking at what cost? cost? A lot of fucking yes. peas. You know, that's what you don't see. In the Instagram before and afters, in the hashtag Fitspo, in, in the photos that you look to and save on your little mood board saying that's gonna be me one day, you do not see behind the scenes what the cost of that body is. And yes. and in, in I'd yeah. say 99% of cases, maybe there are people who have just got, you know, I mean, that maybe they've just got incredibly lucky in their body. Their genetics mean that they fit exactly that niche idea at this exact moment of what the media thinks is the perfect body, which will change, by the way, in two years. But for, for the rest of us, the 99.99% of us, it comes at a cost. And that might be mental, mm. it might be physical, it might be, as Tara said earlier, you can't do the things you love. Yeah. Is it fucking worth it? Also, Sarah... Firstly, fucking love that. Secondly, I have to just throw this in at the end of the podcast. If you followed fitness bloggers for any length of time, and I'm talking including myself, you will have seen us at the times where we are literally talking about having not just eating disorders, some people eat disorders, but disordered habits, right? And you'll have seen us launch workout programs. You'll have seen us launch um, healthy eating guides. You'll have seen us talk on Instagram about how much we love our body and how balanced we are. And then you'll also see us five years later, having worked past all that shit, seen the light, yes. and then talk about how toxic mm -hmm. and shit we felt five years ago when we were yes. building our platforms. I did the same yes. thing. I did it. And like most of your kind of, you know fitness bloggers that you've matured with a lot of us thankfully have seen the light but don't forget that back then we thought we had it solved but we didn't because we're yeah. just fucking human and i think this mm. is obviously a problem but all the more reason to not don't believe everything you see on instagram because it's not all fucking mm -hmm. roses wow i mean we can just wrap there because <laughs> that like the, those were all key takeaways in the last 10 minutes so <laughs> right. I, could, I could keep going i could keep going oh. yeah i know oh, right i know so well, well i mean you know stay tuned for part two in a bit yeah, like, yeah. at some point because we've got to get we've got to get a guest on obviously we've got yes. to represent as many experiences as we possibly can yeah um yeah so of course guest guest suggestions welcomed yeah we need to get we'll get some a, a wide variety coming Yes, absolutely. We've got some good we've got some good stuff planned, team. Very good stuff planned. So 
that's all we've got time for, I believe. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Um, please remember to leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're on and um, leave us a little comment if you'd like to be close friends of the week. <laughs> and we will see you next time. Oh, no, Sarah's got something to say. Don't forget to follow us all on Instagram <gasps> at yes. Move with Tara, at Lucy Mountain, at Sarah B. London. But also, Ooh. groundbreaking. <laughs> this is a, a season exclusive. We've just launched our own Instagram. Lol. Finally, after like <laughs> after like three months and us just being like, should we do it? I don't know. Should we? And, and you know, just the fact that we've really not got around to doing it yet we finally launched so please Woo. follow us at <laughs> close friends the podcast on instagram That's it. it's pretty lit Excellent. over there at the moment i think there's it's lit one video um so cool <laughs> <laughs> should be a riot um thank you all so much for listening we love you we appreciate you goodbye bye bye